Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk about the joy of photography. Last week's episode, we talked about the love of photography, and that's basically where you're coming from as a photographer, where you love the, the craft of photography. But there's another aspect of photography which you may not have put too much thought into, but that is the joy of photography, and that's the joy that it brings the people it might be the people that you're shooting for, or it could be for your family, it could be for someone who consumes your images and the joy that they actually get from it. And again, that's a whole nother, I suppose, element of photography and why quite often a lot of photographers do what they do is because they love that, I suppose, they love that joy that it brings other people. Quite often you hear about, people talk about the gift of photography, and I think also the gift of photography is brings out that joyous part of it because photos for people are, hold so many different, I suppose, have so many different meanings and people hold photos, you know, so precious. I can, you know, you, you see the, the pictures of um, soldiers going to war and they've got all they take with them of personal effects is they take photos of their loved ones and that was kind of something they'd carry onto the battlefield and, you know, it was something you know, very, very common for people to do back in in times of war is to, to have those family members close to them in the form of a photograph. So because obviously looking at that photograph brought that person comfort and joy. And again, that's the power of photography. Photography is an incredibly powerful medium for, you know, because we can, like I said, you know, we can capture pictures of loved ones and, and be thousands of miles away, but we can pull that photo out and we kind of get that instant connection, which is fantastic. And which, again, is like, again, that's like I said, it's the joy of photography. And I think photographers sometimes don't always think about the result, what, how it can affect somebody and how it can have such a positive effect on people. Like great photography can have a really positive effect on people and can tell some really important stories and it can also like i said help people to reconnect even when they're thousands of uh, kilometers apart so again it's kind of like i said so i thought in this episode of focus talk a little bit about the joy of photography and probably like i said get people thinking about thinking more about that idea about how their photography can bring joy to people and i think that's the thing too like sometimes we do photography for you know, our own personal reasons. But sometimes, you know, you might want to embark and do a project where, and we've talked about, you know, personal project, but this is a little bit different project. Say, so and this could be just for a family member or it could be a person you care about deeply or whatever, is to actually go off and shoot some stuff purely for the joy for them to consume. Like, you know the stuff that they like, so you go out and you shoot a whole range of photos and put them into like a photo story or even do a photo book of something that you know somebody when they're looking at those images are going to get a great amount of joy out of because that's something they love. And again, it's just an, a different idea again, but it gives you as a photographer another purpose to use your photography and to use your photography in a slightly different way with the, like I said, with the idea being that the end result is that the person who consumes that photography is going to get a great deal of comfort and joy from looking at those images, which again, for me personally, whenever I do a project like that, for me, like it's, I get so much satisfaction 
out of seeing people getting that joy and loving those images. And again, it's like I said, it's one of those things of just being able to give something back to people. And sometimes, like, you know, like it's sometimes hard sometimes for people that you care about trying to find something special for them. And you can go out and you can buy something and you can try and get something that, you know, they, they might really enjoy or really like. A lot of people, you know, the default thing is happens that a lot of people end up just buying a gift card and saying, oh, you know, buy something that you really want. But there's so much more personal about if you were to go off and shoot something just purely for somebody to have as a keepsake, as a present type of thing, that again is a, I think it's a really worthwhile exercise to do. And like I said, as a photographer, it could bring you a lot of joy as well as the person who's consuming it. So, yeah, this type of little bit of, I suppose, idea think about, like I said, what type of stories or what type of things could you capture? And it might be, you know, one of the things is that person, it might be a pet of theirs. And I've seen this done a couple of times before. I know some photographers who, for um, some you know, special occasion, a birthday or whatever, has organized with um, one of the family members to take the pet out and get some photographs of the pet and then be able to put that together and present it to that person on their birthday. And they've got these amazing pictures of their pet jumping, running, doing all these crazy things. And again, it's just like the joy of seeing those images because it's something, the subject matter is something that's really close to that person. They love it. And then, like I said, to be able to see the joy of those images. And again, that's just one idea. Like I said, I've seen it done with a, you know, with a pet. It could also be things like some people, you know, they might just love motorbikes or they might just love cars or something like that where you can actually go and organise to shoot some, you know, their favourite favorite cars or their favourite motorbikes and do a series, like do it as a photo series where you shoot a whole range of different different images. But do it in such a way, and I suppose if you're doing something like this, think about it as you're going to put it into a photo story. So, you know, potentially it could just be a series of photos that you present them or it could be put together in a kind of a... Uh, slideshow you know so it plays as a video but it's got those images there and then you've got the added advantage then of doing something like that and adding some of their favorite music um, as a background track so again it you know personalizes even more so you can you know tick a few boxes there by doing that but again it's just a different idea of doing something using your skills as a photographer to capture stuff and then present it to somebody just to make their life brighten their day, just to make their life a little bit brighter. And the thing about it is they have those images to keep for ever and ever. Like they, And that's one of the things about photography has been, like I said, you know, when we started the podcast, talked about someone going to war and they're taking those photos of their loved ones with them because, like I said, they can literally, and it works the other way around, that a lot of people who went to war, some of those people never came home. So the photographs that the family had of those mem- family members who maybe lost their lives in war actually, you know, had those photos to keep. So those people lived on in those photographs. And like I said, that's talked about before on um, Focus about saying, is photography the greatest invention in mankind history? And I still think photography is probably one of the greatest inventions because photography has covers so many different aspects i mean it it allows people to be able to document lives and capture those special moments those milestones and record them and basically preserve those moments 
that's something photography could do. There's not many other mediums that can do that. I mean, a lot of people write a, a diary. Each day they write down all the stuff that they've done that day and they basically, you know, record their life in that in in a word, you know, I did this, I went here, I met this friend, you know, we had coffee, talked about their school days or whatever. And some people capture that. And that's one way of obviously capturing memories. But photograph can also do that as well. Photograph can capture and tell that story as well, especially when you do it as a in a sequence of photos because obviously each photo can kind of tell the next part of the story. And again, it's just an idea to think about if you haven't thought about just like I said, just doing some photography as a gift for somebody and just kind of coming up with an idea, like I said, based on the thing would be to personalise it as much as possible. You'd want to keep it as personal as you can for that person so it really they can actually see that you've actually really gone that extra bit to to create something special for them. And I know like when I've done this similar things before, I've done a few projects like this where I've done that. And I know that the people who receive it absolutely are just over the moon that you took your time to just put so much detail and capture a whole range of things in there which really kind of made them feel special and, like I said, brought them a lot of joy. So, again, it's just an idea that to think about using your skills as a photographer. I mean, a lot of times, you know, people are looking for something else to do with their photography or they're looking for a way to actually kind of expand their photography skills. And sometimes this is a really great way of, of doing it because now you have to actually kind of set yourself plan in place and I mean I'd say to people like the idea is you know this is a really good uh, opportunity to use storyboarding uh, if you haven't used storyboarding before it's basically where you can kind of you can storyboard in a couple of different ways I mean you can just draw some rectangles on a page and then just write in there what you're wanting to capture so you go you know this is the, you know this is the first shot of kind of a wide shot of the dog and then then you might go on to say, well, the dog really loves running around chasing balls. So, you know, you throw a ball and you've got the dog chasing the ball and the dog's jumping up in the air and you're capturing that. So you kind of write down the type of photos that you want to put in the story so it kind of flows. So you can do that kind of, you know, the day in the park, throwing the ball, catching a stick, all those types of things and put it into like a storyboard to help you then have a plan of like shooting your shot. So quite often commercial photography, quite often if you're doing event photography, you'll get a shot list. You'll Quite often the person who's hiring you will want these particular shots that they actually want captured on the day. So basically they'll give you a shot list and they'll say, well, you need to get this, this, this and this. These are important kind of aspects of the day and we really want to document those things. So we want to try to do it. And again, it's kind of like a little bit like storyboarding because they know how the day is going to play out. So they know what's going to happen. And like I said, and then they're giving you the the trigger points to actually then to make sure you get those photos in that sequence. But but if you use this technique to kind of, I suppose, just get the the ideas on paper. And again, like some people use a mood board. You, you know, you've probably heard that phrase before. Some people will we look for different photos off the internet that kind of create a different mood around an idea and then be able to use them as a kind of a, a starting point or kind of a, 
a reference to be able to capture things that fit in around that mood. And again, like I said, storyboarding is a really great way of linking stuff together so you don't kind of have holes there where you're missing something. You know, you you, you run out and you're kind of throwing the thing together as you go and then when you do kind of get to finish it, you then realise that there's a few places where they don't flow really well. They're not The images don't really connect from one image to the next real well because you could have done something else to really connect them. And again, this is sometimes why putting it down on paper and thinking it through before you actually shoot is a really good way of coming up with those ideas and it helps you, I suppose, I mean, and if you can visualise what those images should look like, that's going to be a really handy skill to have and some people can do that really well some people can just visualize something exactly how they want it and then they can go off their camera and they can then recreate that same type of image like i said once i've got those images together and you've got a complete set of images you've then got really something to work with when you go back and sit down and sit in front of your computer and you start to to look at those images and there's always going to be a culling effect i mean whenever you shoot stuff i mean i always say to people in that type of instance always overshoot and shoot you know different angles like you might shoot the same thing but shoot it from three or four different angles because it can sometimes help tell the story better and sometimes like you're just not sure when you're on you're out shooting the those images quite often you're just not sure what's going to work but sometimes i find when you're sitting back in front of the computer you find that a one of the images works better than the other images and again it gives you opportunity so you don't want to kind of leave yourself too short so i always say to people if you're shooting a project like this, shoot as much content as you can and then because you can you know, leave stuff on the cutting room floor, you don't have to use it all. But then if you do need something to kind of make it flow better, the more stuff that you've captured, the better it's going to work out for you. So again, it's just a little tip there is to kind of, like I said, make sure you don't undershoot, that you probably overshoot because like I said, you can cull. But then again, it just gives you opportunities to do different edits and that type of stuff and the other thing too is some of the stuff that you might want to achieve in these stories is think about how you might want to do it because sometimes you mightn't be able to do it all in camera so you may have to do some editing and you may have to think about some of those things so those considerations on which shots may be edited and it may be where you're going to change the background or you're going to introduce another element into the picture is to shoot it in such a way that you leave yourself space to do that it's nothing worse than you know you're trying to fit something in and it's like when you're shooting images for stuff like magazines where there's going to be overlays of text and stuff like that that you really have to make sure the main subject is not going to be where ideally the text should be placed so you want to have the composition in such a way that allows breathing space to actually have room for that type of stuff so and again these are techniques that people learn doing different you know different styles of photography and again it's a it's a worthwhile exercise because anything you do like this will actually help you as a photographer it'll just give you another skill and photography is really about collecting skills it's really about kind of trying different things and I think the the hardest part for a lot of people when they start off with photography is is getting their head around the idea of storytelling and be able to become effective storytellers and once you kind of master that aspect of photography, you'll find your photography will really flourish because once you master storytelling with your images, that 
then it really helps people connect. And again, what you're trying to do with this exercise we're talking about, you know, bringing joy to somebody through your photographs, is you really want them to have a connection. You want them to connect with those photos. And if the story is good and strong and it's understandable, and quite often I see images sometimes and I can see the story in there, but it's it's not clear because sometimes there could be two stories happening. And again, just be mindful and be very clear about the story that you're telling and be make sure that it is the strongest aspect of the image. And I always say to people like when they're asked to shoot a brief, that always make the brief the star of the shot, make it the hero. And again, that part of the story should be the hero of the shot. It should be really the thing that really shines through and that you really, you can't miss it. That again will make for a more powerful and more engaging photograph if you kind of use those principles. And again, it's just a matter of practice and just playing around and trying different things. And even like sometimes a good exercise to shoot like a, to look at a story is to look at a process. So look at a process like making a chocolate cake. So the process of making a chocolate cake is going to be, firstly, it's going to be, you know, assembling all the ingredients that you're going to need. So the first thing you're going to do is get all the ingredients together. Then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to have to get all the equipment you're going to need to make the chocolate cake. That might be using some type of mixer where it mixes the ingredients. Then it will also involve some type of pan or some type of um, container to actually cook the, the cake in. And then obviously then there's the actual process of, you know, the cake getting baked and that type of stuff. And then the final the final result is the finished product ready to ready to eat. It's on a plate. You might have um and, and to me like that's a really good exercise that you can do something like a and it can doesn't have to be a chocolate cake, it can just be a meal that you might be preparing. So you might be preparing a meal. You know, think about learning to photograph that just for this is just purely as an exercise as something to do to help you with your storytelling skills is to start taking photos of the start of the meal and even if you just do this on your iphone or whatever it is you've got you can use your, your camera that's fine but just take some series of photos with the idea that then you can go for those images and come up with a series of images that would tell the story of you cooking might be, you might be making tacos, you might be doing something, you know, cooking something completely else, some other type of, some type of pasta dish where you've, you know, you've had to prepare a whole lot of different things beforehand. And again, these things are just fundamental parts of telling a story is to have all the right elements in there. So like I said, so the viewer, when the person's looking at it, they can actually see the whole process. They can see what happens. And again, it's just a, a simple way. and the other thing too is on some stories, I always think it, and this is just a personal observation and a thing that I've noticed is that quite often using an odd number of images works better than having an even number of images. So that's like, you know, if you had a you know, simple story where you had it like in three images um, and then as a more involved story might be five images um, and an even more involved story might be seven images. And again, I just find that for myself personally that using odd numbers is for some reason, I don't know, it just works. And it's funny how because a lot of things in photography work with odd numbers when things are odd. You know, when you have 
different arrangements and different groupings of things, sometimes like the odd number looks more pleasing. And I think it's one of those things we see in nature quite often that nature you know, quite often groups stuff together and it's random odd numbers of items together. Rarely is it kind of even numbers of things because of just something, I don't know, something about it. But again, it's just something, again, it's just something you can experiment and play with as well is that, you know, set yourself a number of images to for your final product. So the final storytelling, the final story is going to be, you know, you might say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make five images. I'm going to shoot a whole bunch of images. Then I'm going to select five images that tells that story from start to finish. And again, that's a good exercise too because it helps you cull photos because one of the challenges as a photographer is when you do take a lot of photos and you've got them for whatever project it is, whether it be something like a photo story like this, but sometimes it's really hard to choose. So you have to actually sometimes be really tough and sometimes you've got to be brutal when it comes to selecting images. And sometimes like, oh, I really like this because of this out this aspect, but it's not that strong in this area, but I really like because that flower looks really pretty in it. Again, sometimes you like I said, got to be just brutally when you're selecting these images that you just sometimes just have to say, no, that's not going to work. This needs to be this photo. And again, that's a really good skill to get because I know when people quite often are trying to choose, they decide they're going to enter a competition and they've got a bunch of different photos that potentially could be used in that submitting as a, an entry. And sometimes they struggle to try and select the image they're going to use. And again, if you can kind of build that skill up of being able to look at a whole series of images you've taken and then be able to cull them down to a smaller number to use this way, again, it's a great skill to have. And again, it's something that you have to learn. It's just something over time, you'll find that you'll actually get better and better at it. You'll get more You'll get more subjective about how you choose the photos. And like I said, you'll find you'll get better and better, which I've found this is how my my photography journey has unwound that I've actually over the years you know, been able to do that better and better. And like I said, sometimes it's still quite difficult, sometimes making those choices. But again, it's kind of like a necessary thing to do, particularly in this project, like I'm talking about doing something like a photo story is uh, a gift for someone that we're going to give it to them. Again, it's like, again, you don't want to have to. And again, I think the sometimes less is more. If people sometimes do these things, but they put way too many images in it. Again, try and keep the number of images down to a to a low number. And again, it just makes it flow better. And like I said, it just takes away. It It just makes it more. I think it just makes it stronger and something that will connect better. So in this episode of Focus, I've been talking about the joy of photography and how that, what that means to other people. And like I said, that joy is really for the, the recipient, the end user, the person who receives the photos. So hopefully this episode's got you thinking and maybe you'll go out and you'll create something just for the pu- pure purpose of creating joy in someone else's life with your images. So have fun. And like I said, take away some of those little um, tips there in that in this episode and hopefully it will help you improve your photography skills and you'll get better and better. Until next time, this is Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. We'll talk again real soon. See ya.